Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wake up in the morning feeling like Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. Get on me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones. And this, my friends, is the Try Hard Podcast. Hello, tryhards, and welcome to the Fallow Week. Fallow Deer. Fallow, Fallow Deer. There's a good old, re- there's a good old um, cafe, very frequently attended by England Sevens on Teddington High Street called the Fallow Deer. Is there? Yeah, really nice that. place. Um, the deer in Bushy Park, when I'm with you and Koya the dog, really scare me. Mm-hmm. I live in fear of them like chasing <laughs> us, and I just know I have not got like the speed to outrun a deer. I don't know. I've seen you, uh... mate. <laughs> we know I'm not built. Not for quite speed. sure. I, was gonna, I don't know I what I've seen you do. Comfort. Actually, I saw a picture the other day of two goats who, you know, like pool noodles. They, pool. Yeah, they were in, so they were butting each other. These two kids, these two goats. So they had chopped up pool noodles on their horns, <laughs> so they couldn't hurt each other, which I thought was really funny. Have you ever seen that um, uh, documentary? I don't know if it's David Attenborough one of like in the world or some environment thing but giraffes fighting no oh my god did you know those the horns on top of their head they whip their neck to puncture each other they're unbelievably vicious and strong i couldn't believe it um yeah i just i don't know why what i thought they were there for maybe if they to stop them banging the <laughs> banging a tree what <laughs> <laughs> Like, like when you feel the antenna of your car ping on the multi-storey car park, you know you've got some headroom. Yeah. Did you know that giraffes have the same amount of vertebrae in their spine as we do? Because well, they're all in their neck, are they? Yeah, but they've still got like a flat back. I thought that was really surprising. Why, did you think they just had like hundreds of tiny bits of Lego making up their well, No, but I thought they'd have more than there. us. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, this is probably what everyone else is talking about on the Fallow Week, because there's no yeah. rugger to chat through um so an empty weekend we thought that we would have a podcast dedicated to that so we are now going to play you 80 minutes of uh no joking <laughs> jokes banter i actually got a little bit concerned <laughs> on what on earth you'd brought this weekend no we're going to talk about fallow weeks and their importance i guess um obviously you played rugby into your 60s for england <laughs> Um, tell My me about felt like it. those last 
couple of seasons you obviously have got knackered knees bad hands and everything in between how welcome was a fallow week for you um thanks for destroying my confidence in terms of my physical capability you're gonna make a comeback you you never know mate you never know don't count i haven't officially i've retired from england but you 15s but you never know what i could do this body I feel Never sorry know. for the Wasps girls if they make the playoffs <laughs> and then you rock up one Tuesday evening. That's what I did when I was at uni. Anyway, <laughs> um, I how did I feel about Fallow Weekends? Um, it wasn't just towards the end of my career. They were welcomed throughout the whole of my career. Yeah. Um, it is an unbelievably difficult campaign to play in because of the training, the intensity. Um, everyone hates the English, so you get <laughs> battered. Um, but... Yeah, I think the hardest thing for me was actually working full-time alongside yeah. playing. Um, and actually, sometimes the fallow weeks were a pain because you had to do a full week's work. So you'd finish playing. I remember one year when I was working at Hartbury, played Wales away. Um, oh, my God, it was literally the worst pitch I've ever played on. Where was it? Tafswell. <laughs> it was... <laughs> I mean, they, they must have been taking the mick. We were quite a quick running side at the time. Honest to God, it was like trudging through. It's lumpy, isn't it? That's how I describe Taft's well, lumpy. Uh, honestly, it was horrendous. Um, and uh, funny story. So it was actually uh, Maggie Alfonso's 50th cap. Mm-hmm. And then we rocked in for team run the day before. And we were like, not ideal. Change room smells of urine. Still smells of Pitch. urine up there. Pitch isn't in the best place um, in terms of at the bottom of a hill next to a river, and it was in February time. Um, so you can imagine the, there was a rather large amount of water and mud yeah. um, collated in the middle of the field and all over it. But Lovely. anyway, um, yeah, at the end of the game, so we won. So during the game, um, Fran Matthews was playing on one wing and I was playing on the other, and um, she slid into score really early on and was soaked. And really, you can tell obviously in England kit because we're in bright white. I'm also white on my legs and my arms, so <laughs> um, she was absolutely soaked, absolutely filthy, and was freezing. And I think it was. Did you ever worry about going into the change rooms at half time and your kit being a bit too clean as an outside no. back? No, I no, it was good. It showed that you were sensible. Um, you didn't get, you didn't fall in the wrong puddles. Um, but honestly, it was so funny. Um, so later on um, in the game, um, obviously I was a little bit muddy. Kim Oliver actually set me up for a try. But go I, on, Kimmy. Um, I so they so the Welsh girls kicked the ball and um, I dropped it in front of a very partisan Welsh crowd. Baying crowds um, of the well, Yeah, I have no, to they say. were. Um, so not great memories of the game. But anyway. Um, up post-match function, obviously, big occasion. Um, it's like a school dinner hall going in for the function. But we had food, had warm food, had warm showers, oh. um, which is always nice. And Welsh welcome, see? Yeah, it was brilliant. And um, Maggie, Gary Street, got up to um, present Maggie with her 50th cap and said some wonderful words. You know, to be fair to Maggie, she was the best player in the world, but <laughs> she, we never told her that and we never <laughs> treated her like that. Um, kept her on her toes. And so he talked about it and he said, oh, Maggie, would like to come up and collect your uh, cap? And everyone went like obviously paid lots of respects going around and then they, we were like speech 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 anyway joking not thinking that she would she started speaking and we were like no get off get off, get off. and even the welsh girls were like get off get off oh she- poor mags <laughs> poor mags um anyway after that weekend um we i went back to work and um so we'd always do review in the morning so pool recovery at about four in the morning to make sure we had time to then leave by um, I think the cutoff was 11.15, mm-hmm. um, 11.15 um, left and went straight to work 
and um, worked a full day at Hartbury College um, and coached. And then was that was a fallow week, I think. So then we yeah worked and then we had a training camp on the weekend that I had to drive to London. So I was like, oh, not ideal. Not the rest I probably was expecting. So actually in the women's competition, as much as you think most of those teams are semi-professional or completely unprofessional, I don't mean in terms of their outlook, I mean in terms of the way that they're getting paid to play girls, is it actually welcomed or do you think for some teams they'd rather play them in a five-week block and get it done? (laughs) Uh, I think, you know, it is a challenge to have to work in between. Um, Could you play five games on the bounce like that? No way. Um, And it does give valuable training time to squads that don't have that time away from the the tournament time yeah. um it's scheduled in and it's put in there but it does involve a lot of traveling um which does knack you out and also extends the time that you that you're competing yeah. um it is a long time but um i think in terms of where the girls are at now the young girls are really fortunate that it's their full-time job um for most of them um but i think that brings us nicely onto the fact that we have someone that isn't a full-time professional with England rugby at the moment, um, but has come back into the fold after 22 months out and has earned a right to be in a white shirt again. Yeah, we are very happy to be able to welcome to the podcast this week, Harriet Miller-Mills. A huge welcome to the tryhard sofa. We've got two gingers, two for one, Harriet Miller-Mills. Welcome. Hey. Wow, you're going to really have to step it up on the pod. (laughs) Right, we know that you're knackered. Talk to us about the weekend and what went down in Edinburgh after going down in Glasgow and then having to drive down the M1, is it, to get back down here? We went the M6 route, actually. Oh, toll or? Um, I don't know, I was asleep. Okay. Probably not, are a few savings. Yeah, so the... It was Sunday morning. We got told the game was cancelled literally like half an hour before we were about to get on the bus to leave. Um, then went out into Glasgow. It was blue sky, a little bit of gust. We were like, oh, could have played in this. It wasn't. It was really windy. <laughs> like that, but, you know. Um, then um, it was awesome work by everybody involved to get it rearranged for the next day. Um, so we got played at Murrayfield, which like is an amazing stadium anyway. So have you had, played there before? No, never played there. And I think there's only ever been one of a Scottish women's international there. I could be wrong. So I actually played in, I think, the last time. We've spoke about it a couple of times on the podcast. Um, obviously, you know about that because... Um, You're an you avid listen, Yeah, you listen to the pod all the time. But, um, yeah, I played there. Unfortunately, it was after the men's and uh, it was a pretty cold, win- uh, wintry evening so my mum and only a couple of other people Joe Yap's parents were there who actually said it's one of his proudest moments um on a rugby field with Joe who Joe Yap captain England under 20s coach um fantastic and yeah Worcester DOR um fantastic scrum half passer of the ball um one of the it had been a it was a bit bit of a ruckus actually in the game there's quite a bit of fighting it was actually quite quite mad but one of the girls held Joe's ankle um, at breakdown when she went to pass and she kicked out and got yellow carded. And basically her dad was so proud that she finally <laughs> shown some aggression. <laughs> um, and I was like, don't worry, guys. I, I, I genuinely this. Don't worry, I can go into nine. And after that, I got absolutely torn apart by the seniors. They're like, don't worry, Nolly's here. And anything went wrong in the she team. She says that but when it comes to editing the podcast. Don't worry, I'll do that. <laughs> so 
obviously there were three men and their dog at Murrayfield that day and it was behind closed doors on Sunday. What was that like? I, I don't really know. It was, um, I think it was just amazing playing in the stadium and there was just, there was like a weird, there was atmosphere still, but there wasn't anybody there. I, I must admit, um, did anyone give any notes to the stadium announcer that was announcing all of these things? Will, will everyone please be upstanding for the anthems? Um, those types of things. I mean, was he just reading off a script or <laughs> like, was it strange singing the anthem and only having the management sing it back? Uh, yeah, it was weirder that we could hear each other and I was realised how out of tune. And then <laughs> I think I had a moment. And you him. were about three bars ahead of the music. So you all finished singing and the music continued because you'd sung so quickly. It was painful. Has. It was painful. I had Amy Cocaine on one side of me <laughs> and Vicky Cornborough on the other. And Cornborough was going faster than Amy. And I was like, who do I, who do I go with? And I had this awful thought that on Sky Sports, everybody's just going to hear they could. us singing out of tune. It's not an easy anthem though, is it? The... God save the Queen. No, up until the da 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 da. You see, my oh point. here she goes. Um, here she up goes. Up until that bit, it's awful because everybody out, nobody knows when to start. Everybody's like doing their own little thing, and then you all meet together. At that One point. thing I always wonder, and I don't know if this is a Welsh thing, but I enjoy like a, I do enjoy a national anthem. Obviously, my name Flavin had I is one of the best in the world. But I love Flower of Scotland as well. I'd really struggle to not sing along to the other anthem. Um, I, I used to genuinely, well, used to hum to um, the Irish. Mm-hmm. Ireland's cool. Mm-hmm. So you used to even get a little sway in there and then the Italian, <laughs> that's always good. Um, yeah, Flower of Scotland's quite up, like, is pretty decent. And, and actually, and to be knows fair, the words of I nearly well. tweeted to say, one nil to Scotland on the anthems because those girls sounded good. They were good. But that was the only points that they scored on the day. (laughs) (laughs) The aggregate score for that match now is 200 and something to eight for the past five years. Um, I think I say this every single time we ever play Scotland, the score doesn't reflect the game. Like, I do not know how that score mounted to that amount does that make like yeah it felt harder tries mate um <laughs> they, you get your maths teacher tries conversions from emily scarrett um right were you sat on the bench Being thinking isn't you but no um I've had, I've had some coffee i'm feeling confident um 50p in you as well yeah i've had 50p i've been fed and watered so um i'm on full form but you're sat on the bench starts off in sunshine bit windy then quite icy Rain comes in, then full snow. Were you thinking at that point, it's great to be back from injury. I'm really proud to be part of this squad. Don't you dare put me on. I don't need another cap. I'm a forward, so I don't think like that. All <laughs> oh, right. Um, there was no, there wasn't. I can honestly say, but we were warming up constantly. I had about three layers on my top half, two layers on my bottom half. Like I was pretty warm up until I went down to a shorts and t-shirt so talk us through after the game we know that you didn't fly back but tell us exactly what had gone on with the logistics of that weekend and Um, how you got home and when you got home so logistically like nightmare because all the flights were delayed cancelled or fully booked so um our so (laughs) sorry being taught how to hold a microphone properly yeah by your mouth is the the clue (laughs) It's like looking um, at a set of twins, the orange microphone. <laughs> um, 
so basically we ended up on a 10 and a half hour coach journey which wasn't meant to be that much but because of the blizzard we were literally in i think um amy followed it and i think we drove about three miles in an hour for the first bit we weren't even out of edinburgh in the first like hour and a half of driving we were still in edinburgh did you feel safe (laughs) no um so i think it was when we were driving across because um, obviously there's no flights I think the earliest that the management team could find which I have to give it to them were amazing that they managed to reorganise it all like um, was Wednesday afternoon would be the earliest we would have got home and I would rather be in my own bed any day um, so we were driving across do you know when you go across like the top part mate I've got no idea of geography north of Merthyr so, so. We, we came down the M6 but we had to get Edinburgh's on like the east side and the yeah. M6 is on like the west side of right. the UK so we came across like every day's a school day um, you have to drive across but it's not motorway or like A roads right, or anything this is actually I mean interesting chat has but we don't need to do motorway chat services, did yeah was there, was there anything we stopped at Gretna Green was there services <laughs> I know right Oh my god, real Gretna Green! Apparently, I didn't. I got told that. I don't know if it was a lie. Did you not get off the bus? I did. I didn't get married though. Wow. Slide into the DM. She is single, fellas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, hot redhead. I'm not just talking about Koya. <laughs> um, so, in terms of this week, um, you're not a professional player, are you? Um, professional attitude, but amateur in pay. You haven't got one of the contracts at the moment. Um, what does this week look like in terms of coming back from playing and then working? Because you're, you're teaching. Um, are you going back to school this week because you're around? Or um, how, does, how does that all look? So um, my work have been amazing. That they've Give them a shout out. Where are you uh, working? The Moat School in Fulham. They're an amazing school. So um, I'm working tomorrow. And then Friday, we're back into camp training. So they've given me Friday off so I can go do that. So um, I'm quite lucky in terms of that they're very flexible with me. So I had yesterday basically sleeping after getting in at 3.45 a.m. from our delightful coach trip. Um, Yeah, so they're really good with it. And in terms of training, what have you done? Because this morning you had weights. Um, have you got any other anything else today and is there anything like do you do all the physical prep so that when you go into camp at the weekend you do rugby stuff because I think in terms of a fallow week people often think oh it's a week off and you don't do anything but actually it's a long tournament so you do mean to maintain quite a bit of strength and fitness and stuff yeah and look at what we need to improve on as well so uh, today we had strength uh, lower body weights and speed tomorrow we've got upper body weights and off feet do you do Um, weights now mate (laughs) <laughs> running joke running joke you weren't a massive fan of weights back in the day were you no i'm giving you a disapproving look <laughs> i was known as hating the gym and then since injury <laughs> took over i had to learn to love it it's a love-hate relationship i love to hate it and how are you finding it now you're back in the mix because i mean let's be honest the squad is slight. the average age of the squad is slightly younger considering since you've retired since you've come back myself rocky clark tamara taylor uh izzy noel smith am i missing anyone justo justin lucas um i think and laura keats is she retired she's not retired no but she's not playing at the moment but 
you think we're all 500 years old each and now we've been replaced by younger up-and-coming superstars like how's that been it's very different but um i think neither good nor bad just different because um i grew up with looking up to you all as the main players i've come back in and everyone's younger than me and i'm like oh i'm now meant to be one of the main players but i've just had two and a half years out so i'm not so um it's just sitting differently and then obviously learning all the new calls learning all the new set piece work everything like that um I'd, it's how do you call it like it's it's exactly the same but weirdly different at the same time uh, ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, mentally and emotionally, what's this Six Nations been like for you? We have talked previously on the pod whilst you haven't been here about the amazing journey that you've had and the commitment that you've shown to get back from the knee injuries that you've suffered. So how how did you feel in that first match being back involved again? Um, well, it came as quite a shock. I think oh, Nolly knows that I, over Christmas, I wasn't even a thought in my head. Like I was planning my weekends, doing stuff. And then uh, Blazy called me to ask me to go into camp. And I honestly thought I was going in as do that extra play then when they just need a defender. Hold the so, tackle bag. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I honestly thought, and I thought, oh my God, like I'm not ready for this to even just sit there and be a defender. I've had I had 180 minutes by that point. I was like, this is going to be interesting. And then um, slowly injuries happened um, and I don't think I trained awfully. Maybe we'll go with a positive there. Yeah. Um, and then got on the bench for France and that France game was so physical yeah. that... Part of me, when looking back, part of me was thinking it's probably a good thing I only got seven minutes at the end <laughs> because I thought, I'd, I don't know if I keep, I think I need to back myself more, but um, so 
for that game, I was so chilled out. I was more worried that I wasn't going to get minutes. And then when I only got seven minutes, I was like, oh, maybe, oh. Uh, well, when just- I texted you, Haz, I, I said, oh, you know, how are you? How is everything? And you were like, well, I don't think I did anything wrong. <laughs> so that was your instant reaction. But I mean, mate, it is unbelievable. I know part of your journey because I've been there mm. alongside you at Wasps and how hard it's been for you having your second surgery five months into your ACL recovery um how have you actually found um club environment at Wasps supporting you to go back into England because there aren't that many other England internationals there Abby Dow um obviously and Claudia McDonald but you've kind of just got on with things in your own place has that been a good thing for you uh, yeah, I think LJ and Giselle are both at the other end of the phone. Not me. Yeah, not not LJ. Odd LJ. Sorry. Not me. The good LJ. Wow. <laughs> um, you haven't seen me coaching rugby, so you wouldn't know. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but um, they're, they're at the other end of the phone, which is really good. And after every... Uh, camp or before every game they say what do you want to work on because we tend to have skills Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday so we can pick and choose as we go uh, Adam the SNC is basically changes things on the day if needed on the programme so Wasp are just really supportive I think probably most teams now in the TP15s from what I take are really supportive of all their players and we also have Clee and Tricky the two Irish players and they're coming in and they're doing their own programme as well so um, yeah basically Wasp has been really adaptable and literally said okay so how are we going to get the best out of you for the next weekend Um, so yeah and then just get on with it and turn up do you think whilst this Six Nations perhaps hadn't seemed um a possibility for you a year ago let's look a year into the future i'm not saying are you targeting it but do you now see a possibility of going to the world cup in 2021 where perhaps there was a time where you thought that was out of the question um if you ever ask that question to giselle i think she'd slap you across the face really she's was like has always been well this is the aim so we're getting you back, whether it was my choice or not. I don't think I had a choice in continuing playing or not. It was never... A lot of people over the last few weeks have said to me, oh, so did you ever have a moment where you wanted to quit? And I was like, oh, I wasn't even given the option. <laughs> I wasn't even <laughs> given that possibility. You know, I think, though, to be fair, and this is a massive credit to you, mate, that you know we've spoken at different times about just getting back out on the field and performing because you were... In incredible form before um, you got injured, and um, and in particular the Six Nations that year, um, I think you were just mopping up all of the player of the uh, player of the match um, awards just for fun. Um, but the fact that you've come back so soon after coming back into the show, one is a credit to you as a player. But I think, uh, do you feel it is too soon, or are you happy that you're involved because having this experience now? is going to get you back in with the girls, give you all the calls and stuff like that and confidence, um, you know, in terms of that kind of prep thinking ahead to 21. Yeah, um, I, I'll i happily admit I'm nowhere near back to where I was before, um, but I know what I need to do to be there, which is, I think, I think that's the most important part, that I know what I need to improve on and... I still don't, I don't feel out of my depth, but I know what I need to do to get back to where I was. And, um, I mean, so you're liking weights now. I've noticed that you've got a little 
bit of weight, put a bit of good muscle size on those uh, those pins of yours. Yeah, it just used to be a little wobble jelly, didn't it? <laughs> nice, nice strength. Um, no, so I, I definitely am not ready to be there in terms of where I was before, but I don't feel out of my depth. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, like, mate, you're definitely not. And actually, in terms of the um, prep going into it, your brother um, plays for Ealing. And how much is actually being around him, his motivation for training, and, and just kind of being around rugby, but not necessarily your own game, how has that motivated you? Um, I think it's more motivation because you see just people doing it day in, day out and enjoying it. Um Rugby's just easy. I think that's what I find the best thing about rugby is that it is just a simple game that you can do really well if you do everything simple well. Um, but don't know. My bro's cool and everything, but I wouldn't say he's motivation. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Cut that out. Cut that out. He'll hate me for life. Right. We are in, as we've said, a fallow week. Mm. So what does this week look like for you now? This week mm. leading into... A weekend off. So luckily, the game was rearranged for the Monday. If it had been cancelled, then the following week would have been used for the Scotland game. But because we then played a day later, it meant our recovery day was a day later. Um, so then today, I did low body weights and speed. Tomorrow's off feet um, aerobics. I'll just do a bike session and um, upper body session. And then Friday, we're back in camp just for a day because it was meant to be a two-day camp. But because of the rearranged week, they thought, we'll give you just the one day um, to train and just get iron out any changes that we need to make and things like that. Friday is a wait, uh, Saturday even is a wait session and then Sunday off and then back into a normal training week. And in there... Are you expected to do analysis of your own performance or opposition? Do you look back at Scotland or are you going to look forward to Ireland? Um, so I've I've already watched the Scotland game back. Obviously, I think most people have done it by last night normally. Yeah, but no, I didn't do it on the bus trip. I slept. Um, but so, yeah, so watched the Scotland game back and then uh, went into Wasp today and did it with a coach, with LJ as well. So she would give like an outsider's point. She's very um, critical is not the word. What would you call it? The, um, constructive. Constructive. She gives a lot of constructive feedback and it's quite good because she'll do her notes. I'll say exactly what I feel and normally we agree. So she's not just basically saying I'm crap. Can I say crap on a podcast? Well, you've said it now. Yeah, so, um, uh, so that's really helpful because she just pulls out really fine detail. And then I've... Uh, already watched Ireland versus Scotland because that was the first week uh, so we already have an idea about Ireland but then I will watch Ireland Wales as well probably the first half the second half is a little bit it was crazy yeah cold wet lack of hands probably because of the rain uh, we watched that on Saturday Sunday as well but I'll rewatch it from a line out scrum and defense point of view so three games left in the tournament obviously you're not gonna be able to tell us anything about selections because you won't necessarily know but are you hopeful to get some starts now um, I think, oh, I'd, I hadn't even thought about it. I think, yeah, all right then. <laughs> no, but so I'm, like I said, I'm just happy to be back involved. Um, if a start comes then great, but I think it'll be more through giving me an opportunity rather than earning the shit. Like if you look at the way that if you, the 
positions I can cover is quite extensive, but like if you look Scrum at Scrum off. Yeah. Zoe no, that's Nolly, go on. Yeah. Um if you look at Zoe and Sunter, they've been like amazing the last Zoe two Oldcroft. games. Yeah, Zoe Oldcroft. I was gonna say, are you putting yourself in at ten, mate? No. <laughs> you I I actually saw you in the summer when you came back on some of your first mm. stuff. You slotted yourself into that first receiver role pretty well. I, I do remember that. I was watching I mean I wasn't joining in, so I was I was watching. It's they can't sad. hear you nodding on the podcast. <laughs> I reckon you 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 are a little bit of a baller, though. Has I don't think my England the England players <laughs> agree with you. So ask Katie Mack if I'm a baller, and she'll be like, no. Well, in terms of um, getting back, mate, is absolutely heroic, and I think it's a credit to all of the the amount of work the support you've had around you I think in particular at the club um you'll be the first to say that Giselle and the team there have yeah. and the running school yeah and the, amazing they've they've got you back on the field and given you the positivity you need to have but um I just love seeing that ginger ginger fro running around back in an England shirt and um I wish you all the very best for the rest of the Six Nations how lucky are we to get the insight of a current England player, not just a has-been on the pod this week. <laughs> has. Has been. She's definitely not has-been. She is has-going somewhere. Doesn't that even make sense? Does doesn't it? make the magical <laughs> sense. <laughs> I tried, anyway. So a fallow week for the teams, also a fallow week for Match Point, um, but this one coming up is a big one. It's difficult, isn't it? <sighs> what are you going for? Um, Wales, France. Oh, the, right, I, this is really hard. And the thing for me is, if I toss a coin, I go tails for Wales every time. I also, I have a deep held belief, you cannot bet against your team. And I know that match point isn't gambling. I cannot back the team Wales are playing. I find it, I mean, that's been my undo. It was my undoing during the World Cup. I probably would have won the whole thing if I had um, chosen the right score in... You those know, two f- games, but you I know, can't. for me, I um, I'm intrigued because I think England's defense against the French was good, and they changed how they played um, to how they then played against Italy and their offloading and that type of thing. I think Wales's defense um, has been brilliant. Um, however, against Ireland, it was ridiculously narrow um, and Ireland punished them at different points in the game quite easily. At the end of the day, Wales' defence has been governed from 13 for however many years now and they don't know who their centres are with Jonathan Davis not being fit. They're a well, I think they do. There. I think they've just got someone that's got two caps in, in the 13 shirt. I don't think, I don't think that he. I don't think he's going to be their long-term... Well, I don't know. I, I I just think that depending on the Welsh um, defensive structure will put a lot of pressure onto France. Now, I think that I think the French have the ability to win that game yeah. um, if Entomac can be consistent in his goal kicking. You know, at the weekend he kicked, he hit the bar, he hit all three of the posts. <laughs> That's some achievement. Unbelievable. He hit the crossbar on one and then on the next kick, he hit both of the uprights and it pinged through. Unbelievable. That is pretty impressive. But he, if he is on point with his goal kick in, I think that they could potentially nudge the win. Um, See, that's where I disagree. I think that Wales can nudge the win, as you've put it, um, because France's error penalty count was high against Italy. And but it wasn't against England. You've got Halfpenny and Bigger on the pitch, both yeah. kick in and 
But I think the way that they approached England and then the way that they approached Italy was very, very different. So actually how they then approach Wales is going to be even potentially different again. And I've got a massive insight with Sean Edwards. So I think that that's showing a real strength of the French side because they are clearly malleable in terms of um, changing how they want. And that's what you want from young players. But it's being consistent for 80 minutes, which they weren't against Italy. Who's got the whistle? Has Barnsley got that one? (laughs) Not sure, actually. Um, Okay, so... England, Ireland. Is it Twickenham, yeah? Um, well, the women are up in uh, Doncaster um, okay. on the same day. We know your feelings on that, so yeah, we won't touch that. Um, England, Ireland. Men's, um, I think, is going to be the game that keeps England in contention for winning the Six Nations, only because I feel that Ireland are the team that could beat France more so than Wales um, so therefore you end up with France England and Ireland all with one loss um, I think Ireland win the tournament if they get a losing bonus point at Twickenham Ooh, wow yeah so yeah I think that's going to be a nice ding dong I think um, I think England will win I think playing at Twickenham is a huge huge occasion for the Irish to come over um, and actually if it's a dry game, I hope for the week we can see um, them unleash the backs a little bit. But I'm going to bang on about it. Ford Farrell isn't a combination that I like. Um, I don't think it gets the best out of Farrell. I can say it every pod. I don't think it's going to. Ch- I don't think no. Eddie Jones is tuning in at the moment. But no, he he, um, he actually slid into our Insta DMs to say <laughs> that um, he's got a try hard of the week nomination. He wants a um, water bottle. I said, mate, we don't even do that anymore. So, yeah, but he's a diehard. He's been there from day one. What can you do? Um, we love you guys. Italy v Scotland. Scotland. Oh, wooden spoonage. What's, what's that in Italian? Wooden spooner. Oh, okay <laughs> then. Allora, um, I am going Scotland. Okay. Um, let's have a word on England Island women at Donny. Didn't someone tweet you and say that Ireland would beat England? after that performance on the weekend didn't someone like some smack talk was handed down um yeah i mean I, i'm not quite sure but to be perfectly honest having watched it in a bit more detail yesterday um the irish front row were ridiculous as we mentioned um i personally think their biggest downfall is going to be their exit um strategy and also their kicking i think tactically um they do kick where needs to be, but they don't have the power and distance in that. Um, and that's what you have from England. You have three kickers, at least on the field at one time, depending on their combinations between 10 and 13, that if you give them cheap ball, they will punish you mm-hmm. and they will pin you back into your 22. And Wales did that um against them at the weekend um, but weren't able to capitalise on all of the territory and all of the possession that they had. Um England will yeah and I think that that is the biggest difference between England and France at the moment I'd say Italy stayed in the game with the French women because Rigoni kicked really well Mm -hmm. um, tactically kept them pinned down and until Ireland find a kicker like Nora Stapleton or um, Neve Briggs who had massive kicks that would 
that were just pinning them yeah. down and not give them cheap territory all the time and put themselves under pressure, um, I think they're going to struggle. I guess the, probably the headline of that game, if all fans are honest, is the battle between Skaz and Katie for the tryhards water bottle. I did drop Skaz a text actually, obviously, just to say good luck. Um, well, well done actually for um, for what she's achieving at the moment is yeah. you know it's, it's brilliant um and she's such a humble girl anyway i did tell her i said look there's a water bottle at stake and she said i'm on it i'm i'm i mean so that they are see her goal hanging not passing the ball all of that we know why we've actually sent out um a tryhards water bottle to um a tryhards listener this week um richard frost friend oh, of the pod mate. um <sighs> big up to to Rich in terms of um, some stuff that he's organised that will be coming out in the pod in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, massive shout out um, to to Rich who ruptured his Achilles on the weekend. Um, Grim. Last week, I think he was playing basketball. He did say he didn't warm up enough. I mean, slight schoolboy error when you're in your mid-30s, dad or two. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hey, Portia Woodman's back from hers. I back Frosty. Yeah. You can do it, mate. Okay. Good luck and lots of love from the uh, tryhards. Well, lots of love to everyone. That's us done for the week. See you soon. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.